I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. And I'm wondering why we do some things and don't do other things, and I thought maybe you would help. If you have some answers, my email is dick at dicksummer.com, and I really would like to hear from you. All right, so here we go. When you sneeze, somebody will almost always say, God bless you, or Gesundheit, or something. But when you cough, nobody says a word. Why is that? You know, coughs are even worse than sneezes. Coughs are nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) And tell me, why do people put their cell phones in their hip pockets? I mean, are they preparing to send pictures of their butts to favored groups of friends? (laughs) Confession time here. There have been times when I have noticed a cell phone showing through the nicely curved hip pocket of a friendly female wearing tight slacks. And I have for just a moment wanted for just that instant to join her favorite group of friends. (laughs) And speaking of cell phones, why don't we encourage index finger twiddling? Think about this. We're all guilty of twiddling our thumbs sometimes when there's not much going on in our lives. And when we used our thumbs for writing with a pencil or a pen, that twiddling probably helped develop our thumb muscles, right? But it doesn't do any good anymore because we don't write anymore. We type. We type into our cell phones using our index fingers. So why not index finger twiddle? Get them strong. Now, some of you can index finger type at an amazing speed. And developing that point just a little bit when you're out with your partner, why not romantically intertwine your index finger with his or hers? And at parties, you can have contests to see who could index finger twiddle fastest, or slowest for that matter. That'd be fun. When you get a really good at index finger twiddling, you'll have an added safety feature at the beach. I was a lifeguard when I was a kid, and... Let me tell you, if you get a cramp in your leg while you're out swimming, I would think all you'd have to do is put your newly muscular index fingers in the water and twiddle furiously. Wouldn't that make you head for sure? Just like a paddle boat? (laughs) Better try that first in your bathtub. When you pull the plug, try twiddling against the current, you know. do, Do that before you try it in deep water. And hey... If you do try it, please let me know how it goes, will you? My email is dick at dicksummer.com. And when you see lovers' names carved in the bark of a tree, don't you wonder why so many people bring knives along on dates? I'm a, I'm a pilot, and sometimes we're flying in clouds. We have to keep an eye on what seems like dozens of instruments all at once. And I like to practice that by flying low over nude beaches. (laughs) Ooh, look at that. And her, and that. (laughs) And when a guy volunteers to rub suntan lotion 
slowly and thoroughly on a beautiful lady's naked back. Why isn't that recognized for what it is? A community service in cancer prevention. Why not? And if all is not lost, where is it? So if lawyers can be disbarred and clergymen can be defrocked, doesn't that mean that electricians can be delighted? Musicians can be denoted and models can be deposed. And here's a question for you. If your car could travel at the speed of light, would your headlights work? Think about it. And what happens if you get scared half to death twice? And maybe most important, why do you get dressed in expensive fancy clothes that you buy for work? Then you drive through traffic in a car that you're still paying for to get to the job that you need to pay for the clothes, the car, and the house that you aren't in because you're at work. <laughs> if, you, if you have answers for any of these questions, please send them to dick at dicksummer.com, please. Dick's Details, a bunch of very unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's messing up your life out your other ear, and you can grab a grin and win. Have you ever wondered why the government section in charge of all of our outdoors is called the Department of the Interior? I mean, you know, it's concerned with the outdoors. Furthermore, if the answer is homeless... What is the question? If the answer is homeless, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a few minutes. If the answer is homeless, what is the question? If you uh, always do what you think is right, that'll make some people happy and it will <laughs> it'll surprise the hell out of everybody else. The other day a group, this is true, the other day a group of amateur rocket enthusiasts made news by launching a porta potty on a 2,000-foot trip above a farm in Michigan. And they have a sense of humor. They called it thrusting the throne. I have no idea if anybody was sitting on it at the time. I, I hope not. And when an alarm clock starts making noise, why do we say, hey, it just went off? There is a new hair salon in Drake at Massachusetts, where I live. They have a help wanted sign in the window. They're looking for some hairstylists, a manicure person, and somebody they're calling a lash specialist. And I wonder what they would say if the lash specialist who showed up was Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. I don't know if you... Do you remember in one of the Indiana Jones pictures... Harrison Ford was busy using his lash, you know, his bullwhip, to fight off the bad guys. And one of the huge bad guys showed up wielding this tremendous, shiny sword and a very nasty expression on his face. And in an unscripted, inspired moment, Indy just went, uh-huh, because he was tired. And he pulled out his pistol and shot the guy. And that wasn't in the script, but it was so funny that they kept it in the movie. I don't remember which film he did that. If you remember, would you please send me an email? Dick at DickSummer.com And, okay, if the answer is homeless, the question is, what do you call a musician 
who doesn't have a girlfriend? Homeless. <laughs> and of course, a musician who's homeless is worse off than a musician who is just being denoted. Dicks the tails, they take your mind off your mind. Little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot from Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too? And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. I'm looking for help. If I recall Sister Mary Knucklebuster correctly, she defined sin as an intentional busting of one of God's Ten Commandments. For further clarification and a certain amount of confusion and giggles, George Carlin defined God as an old man with a long white beard. He said you can't see him because he lives in heaven. And he has given us Ten Commandments. And if you break one of them, he will send you to burn in eternal pain in hell because he loves you. <laughs> George Carlin made a lot of people laugh, including my lady Wonder Ranch and me. And according to the Koran, he who makes people laugh deserves a place in heaven. Hey, guess there must be some discussion and shouting and threats to be had on social media about that. And I guess the same could be said for the folks in this story from my Night Connections Spoken Word Story CD. You've never been able to look him in the eyes for more than an instant. You've always been afraid that you'll get pulled right in there somehow, all the way down deep inside his mind, and never be able to find your way out again. This is no ordinary man. He is intense sensitive, loving, and totally dedicated to his work. You are happily married. You love your husband and all three of your kids. But his voice reaches down so far inside you that you feel like he has fondled and caressed you like no man has ever done before. As a matter of fact, he did. He was your first lover. He was in high school in the back seat of his old car. It was the first time for both of you. Most of your friends look back on losing their virginity with a laugh at best. But not you. It was tender, loving, and wonderful. Because he made it that way for you. He gave you the most extraordinary nickname. He called you Flowers. He said he loved the naked smell of you. He said it reminded him of late summer flowers. That must have been ten years ago. He joined the army, and you tried to forget him. You married the first nice guy who asked you and settled down and started your family. He was shipped over to the Middle East, and he learned to deal with killing. So it was quite a shock when he suddenly reappeared in your life, looking down at you from the pulpit in church. You weren't quite sure that he saw you at first. He was a little nervous, giving his first sermon and his new assignment at your parish. Then he looked you right in the eye and smiled. The years haven't changed him much. He's a little huskier, but he's still almost young man handsome. He met you at the door after Mass. You told him how surprised you were. 
You told him about your husband and your kids. Then you invited him to dinner, and he accepted. You talked about all the laughs you had as high school kids, and the hopes and all the memories. Well, all of the memories except one. Even after all of these years, you still can't look into his eyes for more than just an instant. And why did he have to bring you flowers? Sometimes you just have no control of how you feel all the way down deep inside, way down below that funny collar that he's supposed to wear, or even the feelings that she had when she slipped on her wedding ring. called the Reverend Father Flowers. It's from my Night Connections Spoken Word Story CD. Got a couple of choices. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just send an email to dick at dicksummer.com and I will send you a free download. Why would I do that? I guess it's ego, you know? I'm just very glad and pleased that you like something that I wrote and recorded. So, why... Do we do some things and don't do other things? Looking for your answers at dick at dicksummer.com. I like to do some confusing things. I've had my maturity tested and the test came back negative. (laughs) For example, I am looking forward to the next time I'm riding on the bus and a stranger comes in and sits down next to me because I'm going to just stare straight ahead and whisper, Did you bring the money? (laughs) And the next time somebody asks, what did you do over the weekend? I'm going to squint and say, why? What did you hear? (laughs) And a doctor just published the results of some experiments that he said proves that women who are multi-orgasmic at an early age remain multi-orgasmic for their whole lives. So I just wrote to him and I volunteered to be part of any further experiments on that subject. Anything for science. I'm not obsessed with sex. I'm just loyal. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. 
safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.